Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. This is Corey Willis with PBI, and you're listening to the Diesel Podcast. I'm Adam Blattenberg from Diesel World. Hi, this is Dan, owner of Dan's Diesel Performance. I'm Christian Roth of BD Diesel. I'm Braden Fleece, and you're listening to the Diesel Podcast. What is going on, Diesel Nation? We're excited to have you guys on the Diesel Podcast today. We wanted to thank you guys for helping us get to 16,000 subscribers on YouTube. We're uh, really excited about that and love seeing the comments and the discussions and show suggestions, you know, questions you have about products or things we're talking about on the podcast. So we want to encourage you guys, if you're not subscribed to us on YouTube, make sure you search the Diesel Podcast, hit the subscribe button, get notifications. You'll get our episodes there immediately. And there's a lot of extra content that we post up on there with videos, um, install, how-tos, racing, tons of different things. So if you're looking for more content, more diesel truck talk, it's a great place to get it and you get our episodes first. Also, we wanted to remind you guys that with Avalon King, they have a whole bunch of different ceramic coating products and different things to clean your vehicle. You can get $25 off your order if you go to AvalonKing.com and just use coupon code diesel25 you get $25 off your order and we're also planning an episode with them here in the future where we really want to go in depth and understand the difference between you know just washing and waxing and what ceramic coating does because regardless of whether we're talking about a daily driver a race truck anything in between we all want our vehicle to look good and so we're going to be asking them some questions about maintaining our vehicle throughout the year especially for those that live in areas where you you get all four seasons and snow and you know just different things on the road that can affect the paint and the plastic and things like that on today's episode we're going to be chatting with charlie from kc turbos and we're going to be talking about power strokes really excited to be able to chat with him today and learn how kc turbos started they got a really interesting story and also chat with him about some solid six liter setups for towing daily driving and also ask them about their race truck and just learn more about the the platform and their passion for it all right let's get to the podcast with charlie and chatting about kc turbos and their passion for six liter power strokes charlie welcome to the diesel podcast today's a, a day i've been looking forward to to sit down and chat with you about kc turbos and power strokes and a lot of questions that we have gotten over the years from six liter and seven three owners and you know, topics about towing and performance. So we're excited to chat with, with you today and, and learn more about your business and products and power strokes in general. Well, we're excited to be here. Glad to be on the Diesel Podcast Show. I always like to start with, you know, a little bit of background. I know KC Turbos is incredibly popular and, and you guys have the brand recognition out there and the, the track record for what you guys do. But for any new listeners, and we've had a lot of new diesel owners that if you started listening to the podcast over the you know last six twelve months, is if you could tell us a little bit about how you became a power stroke enthusiast, and then how that tied in with you know, KC Turbos and, and your business and what you guys do in the power stroke world. Well, I've been around auto mechanics my whole life and loved working on stuff. And at one time, I decided I was going to get a diesel truck. And I don't know what to say. Fortunately or unfortunately, I ended up with a six O power stroke, which I loved. Uh, but ended up having a lot of those power stroke woes that a lot of guys run into. 
Uh, in fact, I, I first time I tried to pull a trailer, I couldn't even make it up the hill and found out I had blown head gaskets. And I took it to a shop and paid them to replace the head gaskets. And they studded the truck and did the head gaskets and didn't replace the oil cooler. Next time I tried to tow up a hill, I couldn't make it up the hill, had all sorts of problems. I couldn't figure out why. Come to find out my oil cooler was running at 280 degrees and uh, hurt the motor. So I had to end up head setting it again. But Eventually, I decided to start looking into it myself, and this was back in the day before people were really on Facebook a lot. A lot of people went on powerstroke.org and spent a lot of time doing research, and, and I got caught up in that. You know, I was having problems with my truck, couldn't get them figured out, and I'd spend hours every night on powerstroke.org, on powerstroke army, on uh, a lot of those other forums that used to be super incredibly popular, and a lot of us band together to work on our own trucks, and that's how I kind of got into the 6.0 game and learned all about how making them reliable worked. And it w- wasn't that complicated after we all band together and figured out a lot of the solutions. And then I got caught up in the, the horsepower bug. And, you know, first thing you want to do is turbos and injectors. And I called up Warren Diesel and ordered up a set of injectors. And then I ordered up a turbo from someone. And I didn't have a good experience with the turbo uh, I'm not going to name any names. They're, they're kind of not really around anymore, but they were the turbo company 10 years ago that everyone ordered their power stroke turbos from. And it was, there was a huge lack of communication. Couldn't get anyone on the phone. Couldn't get anyone to respond to emails. Uh, took two months to get the turbo. I had to send my core in first. And I told them, look, my truck's down. I need it back right away. And they said, oh, yeah, just send us your turbo. We'll get it turned around right back to you. Well, took way longer than expected, many, many phone calls and threats to get the turbo back. And when I got it on, it just did not perform very well. Uh, I was super disappointed. I got online and everyone said it had to be my truck. Something was wrong with my truck. These turbos are great. And I replaced every part you could, looked into it, and just decided that there's got to be a better option out there for turbos. So I went around a lot of my local turbo shops and became friends with them. And we talked about the 6.0 Power Stroke and what sizes they were and what we, we felt would be a good option. And we got a couple of wheels made and made a turbo for my truck, and it was head over heels better than what I'm going to say, quote, unquote, was the best at the time. And I loved it. And I didn't sit down one day and write a business plan to become a turbo builder someday. I just wanted something for my truck. No one was able to provide it at the time. And so I went out and had one made for my truck and posted about it online. And people said, hey, I ran into the same experience. I hated the turbo. It took forever to get. The service wasn't there. Is there any way you could make me one too? And so, you know, I <laughs> went down to the turbo shop that I was working with. I wasn't building these things. I just went down to a local turbo shop. And they said, yeah, we could build a couple. And so we built a couple and sold it to them. And I was basically just trying to buy more truck parts for my truck to go fast. I wasn't making any money off of it, but it just kept going and going, and people wanted more. And they said, can you make it this size? Can you make that size? What else can you make? And before I knew it, the turbo shop that I was working with said they couldn't keep up with the orders. You know, I, I, they had all the parts. They had all the core turbos, and they literally just couldn't build the turbos fast enough. And, and then it kind of just went from there. I started working at the turbo shop after hours. I had a day job, and I did it at night. I'd stop by and I literally worked at the turbo shop that was building me these turbos. And then it just kept going and going where it, it became a point where I opened up a turbo shop in my garage. I got all the equipment, the balancer, and started literally after work, I would 
go out in the garage and, and work all night. I'd wake up early before work and build turtles, work on the weekends. I started hiring people that would work with me to do it. And it, it just took off quicker than I ever could have expected. And eventually I quit my day job and went full time into the power stroke performance industry. And we started out in the 6.0 power stroke, which is ironic because everyone calls it the, you know, bastard stepchild worst diesel ever created. And we love them. I mean, that's what I cut my teeth on. I still drive a 6.0 power stroke. We've got our 6.0 power stroke race truck. And it all started from just being a power stroke enthusiast and starting to make my own parts and got a lot of people that were really impressed with what we're doing. And then it just spiraled from there. And, you know, a decade later, we're this big company, we've got 13 employees. I think we're hiring two more people this week, a 10,000 square foot shop. We don't just make 6.0 power stroke turbos anymore. We make 7.3, we make 6.4. Six, seven. We even do Cummins turbos and Duramax turbos and getting into the EcoBoost stuff. So, I mean, it's kind of an odd story. And a lot of people ask, you know, where did the KC turbos name come from? It's kind of funny because when we were making the turbos at first, there was no name. We were just selling turbos. And I found out that I wasn't even on Facebook, but people were talking about me on Facebook and the turbos. And we had to come up with some sort of name for it. And, well, my wife's name is Casey with a K, and my name is Charlie with a C. And so we went and started an LLC, and we called it, we were going to call it K and C Turbos, and then we just dropped the and and called it KC Turbos. And, you know, that's, that's where it came from. That's how it all started. What's so cool to hear about that story is I've, I've had other guests on <clears throat> that have mentioned that where they were an enthusiast that had a problem that couldn't get it fixed through whatever channels at that time were available in the aftermarket and it became a necessity to to get it fixed and then from there it's just that passion and the drive and the excitement and it just it's amazing to see you know where it goes from you just needed a turbo back then you needed the truck to run to now you know people talk about you all you guys all the time i see it on instagram and on facebook and i see tons of different things so it it's really cool i know there's listeners out there that they have that same passion and that same excitement and when they hear the stories like that they get inspired themselves and we've had a few people over the years that have reached out to us and said hey i listened to this episode and you know what your guest was talking about it inspired me to take my you know my hobby and make it a full-time job to open this diesel shop to do this thing and it's so cool and, and i'm sure someone out there you know is going to hear what you just mentioned and, and feel the same way and, it's great when you love what you do and it's your passion yeah. I, I don't i went to college and have a degree and i hated reading books i hated studying you know what i'd stay up all night long reading up on turbos and studying books about you know, designs and, and reading about diesel trucks. And you know, when, when it's your passion, it, it's no longer work. You just love what you do. I did I did something very similar. I went to college, got a degree for something I hated. And then I'm like, wait, I could talk about diesel trucks for a living with a bunch of awesome companies and people with cool builds around the country. And it's, it's fun. It's exciting. It's not anything like what I went to school for. And it's just, uh, it, it's really interesting to, to see, you know, how that happens and, and you know, the amazing products that, that come out of it. And that's what I wanted to ask you next was there's, whenever we do a six liter episode, there's always a lot of six O owners that'll ask about performance upgrades. And it might not be necessarily for racing. It could be for towing or daily driving or just reliability. And I wanted to ask you specifically about the six O to start with is what are some inherent issues that the factory turbo can have 
And what are what are symptoms or things that that a six O owner may notice? Like, hey, my turbo, I'm going to need to look into you know fixing it, upgrading it, getting a different one. What are some things that a new a new six O owner might notice if their factory turbo is having an issue? Well, one of the coolest things about the six liter is the fact that it came with a VGT turbo. In 2003, it was the first uh, of the the big three. You know, the Dodge Cummins Ford or the Cummins. Duramax uh, Power Stroke to get a VGT turbo. They were a little bit ahead of its time, uh, which all of the trucks have VGT turbos on it now, which is great in many aspects. It's a better throttle response, much quicker spooling. They tow great, but they went away from what you might call traditional turbo or non-VGT turbo. So now these turbos in the six-liter were electronically controlled. So they have uh, inputs that they get from the truck from the exhaust back pressure sensor, from the MAP sensor, from the mass airflow sensor, and they use that to control the veins in the turbo, uh, the variable veins. That's what VGT or, or VNT, they're variable veins that can help the truck spool up faster, uh, and, and they work great as long as the truck's working great. Well, with more parts and more advancements comes more issues of problems. So if you have one common thing we see is like a clogged EVP sensor or a chafed wire on EVP sensor, the turbo won't work right. It, it won't run well at all. It can feel really doggy. You could have an issue with lack of boost or you can have an issue with too much boost. And a lot of guys contact us and say, hey, you know, I had a truck and I blew the turbo up and I want to get one of yours to fix. And the first thing we do is, hey, whoa, what happened to your turbo? Let's talk about it. What were the issues? You know, you might get this new turbo on there and experience an immediate failure if you don't fix what was going on with your truck because they are only as good as the inputs that they're getting. So they get inputs from the truck and it tells the turbo on how to operate. But if those inputs aren't right or they're not getting the proper information, the turbos won't run right. You can overspeed them. They can be doggy. They could completely explode within one mile putting a brand new turbo on we've seen before. And, and a lot of it comes from those sensors. So one of the coolest things about the truck is that BGT turbo that a lot they're really known for that loud whistle you know kind of hair dryer whistle sound which comes from the veins in the turbo but having the veins means the truck has got to be running right if you don't have the right uh uh sensors hooked up right so a lot of people just unplug the sensors and think that makes the problem go away but the the, the you know, sensors on your truck have got to be working right for the turbo to run right you go back to a 7.3 or you can go back to a uh Duramax or, or a Cummins of the same era, they, they're just turbos. There's no inputs. You just, you know, exhaust goes in one end and boost makes out the other end. And you, they don't have to rely on that. So although it was really cool, it made the turbos much less reliable. They had a lot of problems early on, much that can be fixed. Uh, but without fixing those things, you can run into a sticking vein. Uh, you can run into VGT solenoids that have gone bad. You can run into uh, having a bad sensor. So you no longer have to just worry about the wheels and bearings in the turbo. There's all these outside forces that you need to look into on the truck. So a lot of things that we hear from people that, you know, I'm having a turbo or, or problem or, or they ask us, am I having a turbo problem? Is you could be having problems with too much boost. You could have your veins sticking in your turbo or, or not enough boost from the same thing, the veins sticking in the turbo, screeching noises coming from the turbo, oil out the exhaust, maybe sitting at the stoplight and you see a little bit of blue smoke come out your exhaust pipe and that could be from the oil burning out the exhaust side of the turbo. So it's many, like unto many other trucks, you know, what 
attribute the turbo failure while you're having some sort of issues related to boost or uh, to smoke or, or turbo lag, lack of power, high EGT. I think when you had mentioned asking people to call in, well, what happened to your stock turbo? I think that goes back to the service you mentioned before where just taking that time to ask what happened could save an issue where, you know, they do order a turbo, but it's something else going on with their truck and it does the same thing. And then they're, you know, upset because they spent the money and the problem's still there and just taking the time to diagnose it and know, you know, what potentially could be going on that is causing this. We've had a lot of customers that are super surprised when they call in and tell us the symptoms they're having with their truck. And they called in to buy a turbo and they leave with a little bit of advice what to check first. And I've had people respond back either by email or phone call that say, wow, I can't believe I was planning on buying a new turbo and ended up being my EDP sensor was clogged or my mass airflow sensor was unplugged or I had some sort of other issue with the truck. And they said, I can't believe you talked me out of a turbo and I'm super thankful for it, but <laughs> I still want one now because I want more power. Or, or they come back to us and, you know, we do more than just turbos. We sell injectors. We sell monitors. We sell uh, intake air filters, intake manifolds, exhaust kits. We, we, we don't do just turbos anymore. We're a performance company. We can handle anything on the truck. But we tend to build that relationship with our customers where we work with them. We're not just some random turbo company that's just flipping a coin on what size they're going to put on your truck. We literally own these things. I mean, all my employees drive Power Strokes. I drive a Power Stroke. We've got 607364 and 67s in our parking lot each and every day. And, and a lot of the stuff we do learn and experience came from being power stroke owners. I'm not sitting in some high-rise office and, oh, this sounds like a good turbo size to throw at the power stroke guys. Hopefully they like it. No, I, well, I've had them. <laughs> I, I, we, our sizes are based on the different applications for the truck because not every truck needs the same size turbo, and that, that can be confusing in itself for guys. It can, and it, it does help so much because you can you can tell as a truck owner when you call in someplace and you ask questions, you can tell if the person you're talking to is an enthusiast of that brand or that year range or whatever it is. And when they are, it's just like, it's like this camaraderie that you can feel over the phone when you're talking about you know, whatever truck you may have and the guy you're talking to has the same thing and you can describe things that you know as a truck owner that it's just you know, there's certain things each model has that are, you know, a little different or, or there's quirks that they have or different things. And it creates that relationship, you know, where it's, it's just, it's much easier to talk about truck parts when, you know, the person you're talking to is enthusiastic about the same thing. Cause he's driving the same truck. Right. And that's one of the biggest things we get is what size turbo do I need for my truck? Mm -hmm. What size injectors do I need for my truck? And surprisingly, a lot of people have this mentality that bigger is always better. And I've had people call me up that say they bought whatever turbo or running a stock turbo. I'm not getting enough airflow for my motor, and I want to be able to pull these hills better. So I want the biggest turbo you offer. Whoa, take a step back. Let's go over that again. How are you struggling and where are you struggling? A lot of people don't realize that bigger isn't always better. In fact, I talk people out of bigger turbos way more often than I talk people into bigger turbos because bigger turbos move your power band up. There's no way to slice it differently. As you go up in size in turbo, you move your power band up in the RPM. And when a guy calls me and says, I'm trying to pull these hills and keep on having to downshift out of overdrive and I'm not making enough boost at low RPM, 
I want the biggest turbo you got so I can push more air in my motor. Well, that's not usually what you need. You might actually need I've talked people into smaller turbos, and they thought I was crazy. They bought whatever from whoever. Maybe they bought one of our bigger turbos, and they got it, and they weren't really happy with it. I said, well, why don't we try this? Let's try a smaller turbo. I think it fits your, your requirements better, and I guarantee you'll enjoy it more. And they're so surprised when they call back as if they thought I was lying to them that, wow, this totally changed my truck. I just can't believe how much I like the truck better now that I got, you know, that bigger turbo off of there or vice versa. I've talked, people told me their goals and what turbo size they want. Well, you know, you're really going to want something bigger than that. So the sizing of your injectors to your turbos and, and your goals for the truck is, is critical. Uh, and that's why we offer different sizes. So we can try to get you into the best size needed for, for the needs that you want. And a lot of people don't realize the downsides of, of some things. You know, a lot of most guys, they want to be, they take a 6 foot power truck, what do they want? I want to keep up with the new 6.7s or the new Cummins. I don't want to make 700 horsepower. I want to be able to tow up a hill, be 4 to 500 horsepower, reliable, not breaking things all the time. And that's very easy to do. And we can talk them into, a, you know, for example, our Stage 1 Turbo and maybe a set of, 155cc injectors for the 6.0, and how to put them right around 450 to 525 horsepower, toes great, runs great. And, and that's what we like to do is we like to get involved and help people with their whole build. I'm not going to call you up and th- you're not going to call us up and have us just throw the first turbo size at you that pops in our head. We'll often, you know, we, we have a standard list of questions, and we, elevation might change the size turbos that you need or your long-term goals, and and that's one of the reasons I think that our customers are happier with our turbos is although I'm biased and think we're the best, a lot of times we're able to just from the experience of our own setups and running all the different variations, tell them what they're going to like better or at least point them in the right direction of what they're going to enjoy. That touched on a, a, a huge topic. And I was going to ask you about towing setups for six liters, but one of the things that I have found with chatting with diesel truck owners and enthusiasts for quite a long time and I think it draws all of us into the platform is, you know, you take that six liter and the, the, the factory power that it had, and you take this, you know, 2020 power stroke and where it's at for power. And what's so cool about diesel is what you can do in the aftermarket to be able to take that older truck and give it similar power numbers, a torque numbers, and you can keep that truck for longer, you know, and it's just, I think, I think that that's where a lot of it starts. And a lot of the questions that we get are about towing specifically. And they mention exactly what you said. Like, I just want to be able to, you know, kind of have the power and reliability of, a, you know, a 2020 or a 2019 or, you know, whatever year they asked us the question, that's what they want. And you can do that with diesel engines and the aftermarket support and the expertise. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, and that's, and that's what we love to do. And we have lots of different options. You know, we're most well known for the six, we're most well known for the 6.0 and the 7.3 turbos. 
and, and 7.3 trucks, and, and it's not that hard to get them up to where the modern trucks are. Uh, I can go over specific sizes of what is best, but what we say is just call us up and we can go over it with you and talk to you about what it's going to take to get there because every truck is different. For example, the 6.0 is very easy just to add a turbo and maybe a small set of injectors, and you're right there with it. On a 7.3, you might need to uh, uh, do the transmission or, or upgrade a few other things along the way. But what we like to do is personally help each customer figure out what's going to meet their goals and their needs best. Well, that's the tough part with, like, you know, what's the best setup? Because there's so much varies on it. Like, where do they live? Are, do they live at a high elevation, sea level? Um, what size tires are on it? How do they use it when they're not towing? And there's so many different variables in it. You almost have to call and talk about that specific truck and what that truck owner's goals are for it. Because if we just say, you know, there's one best setup, well, it might be different in, you know, Wyoming or Montana or Florida or, you know, depending where they're at. Right. A lot of East Coast guys, they don't, there's not very many big hills or mountains out on the East Coast. You come back out West, Colorado, Utah, Arizona, those hills, you can be pulling a seven or 8% grade for 10 to 15 minutes at 8,000 feet of elevation. That's, you won't experience that out on the East Coast. So you see a lot of guys say, oh, well, this is a setup I have on my truck, and it's perfect for me, and it's perfect for everyone, and everyone should run. And well, you know, although that works great for you, it might not work great for these other guys. Yeah, that's very that's very true. It's uh, We're here in Colorado, and it's like you, you go up to the mountains for something, and you definitely notice a difference just between, you know, a little over 5,000 feet and then going up to seven, eight, nine thousand. 9,000. There's a huge difference in just how a factory truck responds and the it, factory you know, trucks, but imagine with a bigger turbo and bigger yeah. set of injectors that problem just gets exaggerated so much we've had people say that you know when, when i'm we live in phoenix arizona you know so we're about a thousand feet but you can be up at eight or nine thousand feet in a couple of hours and i've had people say when they go up north they thought their trucks were broken i mean they i was pulled away from a stop sign there was a bunch of black smoke and the turbo wasn't doing anything and i thought something was wrong you know and, and so elevation takes a huge toll on how your truck operates and, and what turbo size would be recommended for you. I wanted to get to the, you had mentioned race truck and the performance side, whether we use our trucks for work or towing or just driving around, we all love fast trucks. And I wanted to ask you about your guys's race truck and in general, you know, what, what direction six liter performance and even power stroke performance in general the direction it's heading and what has you excited about the platform and, and competing, you know, out there with Cummins and Duramax trucks and in different, you know, whether it's you know, drag racing or sled pulling or, or different things. Well, you know, the 6.0 has always been known as the worst diesel ever created. I can't tell you how many memes I've seen about it and jokes and about how horrible they are. And, and, and you know what? There's a lot of truth to those, but they've come a long way. I'm going to say in just the past couple of years, I mean, it used to be a big deal for a 6.0 power stroke to make 1,000 horsepower. Now you've got guys reliably pushing 1,500 horsepower, some guys approaching 2,000 horsepower, uh, keeping up, doing their best to keep up with the Cummins and the Duramax guys. And we're excited to be a part of it. Uh, you know, our forte is not built in building giant racing turbos. Uh, but we do build some stuff for our truck and a few other guys. But the 6.0 specifically hasn't gotten as much attention as, let's say, the Cummins or, or the Duramax 
over the years. And Ford switched the size of their engines every couple of years, which makes it even harder. But in the last couple of years, there's been some big headway on how these old dinosaurs are able to push more power, uh, squeezing out bigger injectors, more fuel, figuring out stuff and tuning. Guys have figured out ways to O-ring the head, O-ring the block, which may sound simple stuff now, but five or six years ago, you know, no one ever thought to O-ring the head and the block to solve your head gasket issues. So finding the right combination of parts and the right people willing to push the platform, you know, companies like Kill Devil Diesel, like Warren Diesel, you know, Casey Turbos, people like Charlie Keeter who won DPC two years in a row, why he decided to do it the six liter, who knows, but man, that really opened up people's eyes. Maybe this is a platform that still could compete in the racing world. Um, it's really just guys pushing, trying things out and experimenting along the way and finding out these combinations that do work and, and then finding out things that don't work. It's, it's very exciting for us. We, my, we have a race truck. Uh, we call it Lucky, uh, and that's not because it is Lucky. It's kind of a ironic name <laughs> for it. We've had a lot of problems, but it, it actually started out, I think I just saw it popped up on my Facebook when we bought it six years ago. It was a regular cab, long bed, two-wheel drive work truck, and I had this dream to build this awesome street truck, and we shortened the frame, made it a regular cab, short bed, or what some people call a shorty. And it was just a two-wheel drive street truck that made, you know, six to 700 horsepower. We took it to the track a couple of times, decided to turn it up, went a little faster, turned it up even more, went a little faster, and then it just became that bug. I mean, I took that truck and restored it with a full interior, Lariat interior, new paint, new headlights, custom cluster, custom radio, everything perfect. And now it's a chopped up fiberglass, <laughs> race truck, no AC. I did keep the interior in it. It's almost a full interior with dash, carpet, center console, and everything because I, I just like the look of a, the inside of the truck. You know, you got to be comfortable while you're going down the track. Um, <laughs> but we slowly ripped out all the fancy stuff we stuck in it, chopped off those fancy headlights and put a fiberglass front clip on it. And now we're hanging with some of the fastest, not just power stroke, Cummins guys out there. I think our fastest time to date was a 5.63 in the eighth mile, which is incredibly fast for a full frame, basically stock suspension with just traction bars and shocks pushing a six liter power stroke in it. So it, we're very excited and happy to be a part of the racing world. Happy to try to keep up with a lot of the really fast guys out there. And we've had a, ton of help along the way, ironically, from some of the other Cummins guys and some of the other Duramax guys that, you know, helped us out and been there for us. Uh, big shout out to Chris at TSD, who's been a huge help for me along the way. He's one of the fastest guys out there, but he spent a lot of time, you know, making fun of me for my six-liter power stroke, but, you know, we're starting to keep up with some of those Cummins guys out there, so it's really exciting for us. One of the cool stories, and I don't think it gets enough attention overall, is, <clears throat> you know, I when I got into diesels, it was like 2007 or 8, right around there. And I would I would go on forums. I would go on, you know, Cummins Forum. I'm a Cummins guy at heart. But I'd spend a lot of time there, but just other places. And, and I'd see the conversations. And it would be like the one thing that Duramax owners and Cummins owners could agree on at that time was to make fun of the 6-liter. And, <laughs> and they would do it. And I, I remember just kind of the, the reputation that it had and, and it just, it didn't make as much power. And 
to see what has happened, and you mentioned Charlie Keeter, and it's like he just came out with the six liter with a ton of power, wins DPC twice, and there's other trucks out there that are you know going fast and making incredible power. It's a success story, and whether someone's a Cummins enthusiast or Duramax or Power Stroke, and they love their 6.7 or their 6.4, whatever it is, it's cool to see the enthusiasm, and then in the aftermarket, the expertise there to be able to take this truck that if the, I mean way back then if it, no one would have believed a six liter could make 600 700 horsepower and now they're well beyond a thousand and they're going fast and it's just a really cool story and something I think that says a lot about the power stroke community but then also diesel enthusiasts in general yeah a lot of guys don't I mean it's always weird to be the other side and some people talk about me like I'm this big you know, oh, you're one of the big guys. Gosh, I still think of myself as that little guy in my garage trying to keep my 6.0 Power Stroke running. But a lot of these cool things that have come around are from small-time enthusiasts that were looking for solutions for their trucks. A lot of the headway that's come in the 6.0 Power Stroke didn't come from Ford or from Garrett or, or any of these billion-dollar companies. It came from small guys that just had a passion for what they did, and they were going to put in the time and effort to figure out and make it work. And like you said, I was there too. I was one of those power stroke guys and all, at least one thing the Cummins and Duramax guys can agree on is that the 6.0 power stroke sucks. Well, yeah. it's come a long way since then. In fact, you pay more now for a 6.0 power stroke than you used to 10 years ago. You used to go out and buy a 6.0 power stroke for pennies on the dollar. People hated them. They just couldn't get rid of them fast enough, which is weird for me because I bought and sold them many times and owned many over the last couple of years, they're actually worth more now than they were a decade ago. And I think it's because the names changed a little bit. The solutions have been found. The reliability is there. They're easier than people thought originally to squeeze power out of. And that's one of the reasons we love it. Because we love working in the industry and seeing it change so much. And, you know, we're not, we're known as like the 6.0 enthusiast. And we do more than just that. But I, at heart, I'm, I'm a diehard 6.0 guy. Well, that's that's a really important part of that story too. Kind of that that story that might get glossed over is, you know, these billion dollar companies are looking at this and they and they might even if they look at it are thinking, well, what's the market for that? Why are we going to invest this kind of money and do the R and D to be able to offer this product? How many people are really going to buy it? But then when you take the enthusiast, like the small shops you mentioned, those guys will do it and. They had to do it. And it's so different than, you know, when I think of the Cummins world, I mean, there's so many places to get great parts and engines and turbos and transmissions and tons of things. It's a well-supported platform and Duramax as well. But it's like with the six liter, you guys had to will it to where it is. Like you, you had to put in the time and the effort and the trial and error to get it and that's just a success story and if i mean it fires me up about diesel to see what happened with that platform and how that's going to be able to happen with other ones in the future yeah it's been cool to see all that stuff and what's ironic is some of those bigger companies are circling back around like oh wait wait a second that the, the, the <laughs> six power stroke people still buy those things or the seven three i remember when i i was approached i remember who it was Corey at cnc fab approached me I don't know, seven, eight, nine years ago, and said, oh, I see you guys are killing it in the 6.0 Power Stroke Turbo game. You ever thought about making 7.3 turbos? And I said to him, the 7.3, people still drive those? You know, it was almost like a joke. I wasn't serious, but he said, <laughs> you'd be surprised. And, and it's 
one of the biggest markets we have. We, we sell just as many 7.3 as we do 6.0 turbos now. So a, a lot of that, I think it's because of the newer emissions, the price of these newer trucks, and the fact that the older platforms have come a long way, and a lot of people are just diehard fans. I, you'd be surprised how many people I see selling their newer diesel trucks and going and getting an older 6.0 power stroke, an older 7.3 power stroke. They, they, they're still great trucks, and people love them, and there's a lot of headache on some of those older trucks than you get with a, a lot of the newer trucks. My dad, is a, he's a, he bleeds Ford Blue, and he bought a F-250 brand new in 2002, 7.3, and he's had it. So I think it has 60,000 miles on it. And I'm like, hey, why don't you check out the 2020s? You know, you wanted a dually. Look, how, look at all the stuff they have. He will not part with it for anything. Like, that 7.3, that he'll never get rid of it he won't drive anything else and they're some of the most it's it's not even brand loyalty it's like engine loyalty that i've come across in doing podcasts is seven three owners love their trucks absolutely love them and it's cool to see those older platforms they're still thriving there's still parts there's still you know people that are enthusiastic about them they're still working out there you know they're still going down tracks yeah, it's crazy that especially the 7.3 guy, if you find a nice, clean 99-03 crew cab shore bed 4x4 7.3 with 150K on it, you're going to pay almost as much for that as you would for a 2011 or 2012 power stroke. It, 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 like you said, people love them. They still love these old trucks. So with, um, you know, is the year's kind of rounding out, and I know we're all looking forward to 2021 and, and kind of, you know, things – opening up a, a bit and, you know, events and just a new year to start. What are some new things that you guys are working on there, either for, you know, turbos or other parts or six liters or six ovens, some things that the power stroke enthusiasts can keep their eye on through the next couple months and into 2021. Something I love about being a smaller turbo shop is what I like to think of it as is uh, we are able to change gears and switch directions a little bit. For example, Garrett's had the same 6.0 Power Max out for a decade, and they haven't changed anything. And we love to revamp our turbos, improve upon them, make them good. I mean, the turbos we have now are already great, but we're always improving upon them. And we are actually revamping our whole 7.3 and whole 6.0 turbo lineup, hopefully to be released in 2021, that are going to be even better, spool faster, make more power, more reliable. So we're always pushing the, the market. I've had people contact me and, you know, the turbo I bought four years ago, I, I see you guys discontinued it. I, was there something wrong with it? Well, no, I don't like to think of it as there was something wrong with it, but we are always improving ourselves. As technology changes, so do we. And so we're always changing things, changing up our wheels, our housings. We're always moving forward to make the best turbos that we can out there for our customers. So we're excited that uh, this next coming year, we're going to have revamp our 6.0 and our 7.3 platforms. We actually have a 6.4 test truck we bought last year that we've been doing a lot of testing on. We're going to have a whole new lineup of 6.4 turbos that we think are really going to change the game. Uh, we released our 6.7 Whistler turbos earlier this year, but we're revamping them also for 2021. That uh, We call them the Whistler because people wanted them to sound just like a 6-liter, and it took a lot of ingenuity, and, and now they do. They sound just like a 6.0 power stroke. We've even posted a few videos that people thought were fake where you're driving a 6.7 and you let off the throttle and you hear that, that famous yeah. <laughs> that, that whistle and people just love. So we're excited, always coming out with new stuff. 
we've got stuff for DIY guys. We've got complete turbo units. We've got turbo parts, rebuild kits, or upgraded parts. So we try to cover all end of the spectrum when it comes to your uh, turbo needs. Well, I know we, we chatted about a lot of different platforms and applications, but for anyone out there that's that's listening to this episode and they're like, I, I've got questions for them. I, I want to talk to them about what my truck's doing or I want to build towards this goal. What's the best way for people to contact you guys and be able to chat with you about their trucks? You know, the first thing I do is just hop on our website. There's a lot of information on there. It's kcturbos with an S.com. It's kcturbos.com. You give us a call. We've got a bunch of people ready and waiting to answer. The, the number is 480-688-7160. But you'll also find us on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. You'll find us on the forums. We're, we're not just uh, a power stroke company. We're enthusiasts. So you'll see us on there answering questions, having conversations, helping people do their builds. And, and that's what we do. We love it. Don't be afraid to ask the question. Email is often the best because we can go back and forth for months planning out your perfect truck build that you want to do someday. And when you've got a quick question, you can send it over. We can respond right back. But uh, I just recommend going to KCTurbos.com, sending us a message, or giving us a call. Well, I appreciate your time this afternoon, Charlie. It was fantastic to chat with you and, and learn more about your company, how you got started, and the way you guys approach diesel performance in the aftermarket and taking care of the customer and, and the new things that you guys have going on. It was it was a fantastic chat. I'm glad we were able to to connect. I know we had a little bit of an issue with our time zone difference or differences and stuff, the way Arizona works. And, and yeah, the way. Arizona's unique. We don't have the spring forward fall back, which is the same time all year round. Oh, I would love that. I would definitely love that. It was well, great, great to talk with you. We appreciate the opportunity to be on the show. We love the show. We love listening to you guys, love hearing a lot of the other guys uh, explain about their companies and what they do. So it's a, it's a great honor to be on the show. Don't forget, Diesel fans, make sure and head on over to AppalonKing.com. Use coupon code DIESEL25. Get $25 off your order for ceramic coating and other truck care products. Keep your vehicle looking good. Till next time, keep the shiny side up. <laughs>